You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's a no. If you have to think about it, well, tell me some of their other songs. Daydream Believer. Oh, I do like that song. Yeah. Cheer up, sleepy jean. Oh, I can't. I'm a fan of any band with a horn section. And then I'm a believer. And then I saw her face. Yeah. I preferred when uh, what was the name? Uh, Unleave it to Beaver. Who who did all of the uh, Shrek? Uh, what was the name of that band? Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Yeah, man. I prefer the Smash Mouth versions of all hey, of my now you're songs. an all star. Get, Get your game on. Go play. <laughs> and the soundtrack of the late '90s, right? That's right. Sadly. <laughs> so, um, hmm. how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was not bad. Let's see, what was the weekend? Well, Saturday we went to Babes. We did, yes. Yeah. Had a little birthday celebration That's there. That's right. A little late. About 10 days late. Yeah, but you know what? It was worth it to get all those. Man, you have a lot of friends. Uh, well, you, we packed either, them in there. Either that or just a bunch of people who felt obligated to come on out, and I do appreciate that. <laughs> well, it was Babes Chicken, so that sweetened the deal, frankly. It's good stuff, man. That, mm-hmm. is, that is good stuff. And then you guys, man, we weren't able to come out and join you guys. You went and watched Empire. Yeah, we wanted to uh, do it on the screen outside, uh, but man, just too cold. Yeah. We'd done it the night before, not uh, <laughs> not fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, finally got through through Empire. We mm-hmm. almost got, We had our own little mystery science theater. 3,000 version of Empire. Though, oh, then I probably, I probably would have been annoyed watching the movie with you guys. Probably. Like I think the girls were annoyed watching it, too, because they legitimately wanted to recap, because, um, you know, we're, we're, we're prepping for, for Episode 7 now. That's and, right. And the girlfriends. Uh, is it officially, are we officially, like, calling it Episode 7? Like, is that something that, is that, like, an official thing? Oh, uh, has it not been? I guess. Well, they never threw it on, like, the, they, they haven't thrown it on any of the titles uh, for the for the trailers. It's a good point. Yeah. It's just The Force Awakens, and I guess everybody, does everybody know? I guess everybody knows that it's episode seven. Everybody knows the and, boat is leaking. And if you say, I'm going to go see Star Wars, I think people know everybody that you're talking about the new one. Everybody knows that the captain lies. <laughs> Every, <laughs> some Leonard Cohen. If anybody out there is a Leonard Cohen fan, uh, all two of you, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, what did you do Sunday? You're right now. Now I'm thinking they have not called it episode seven, no, have they? they? Interesting. No. If you were a real Star Wars fan, you'd have known that. Uh, well, no, I've always known it as seven. I didn't realize. Whatever, Listen, man. the marketing does you don't their just own assume thing. Things you know, but you know when the, when the title scroll scroll crawl scrolls <laughs> the crawl the scroll crawls <laughs> as the as the <laughs> scroll crawls, um, it'll it'll say episode seven. Will it? Well, fuck yeah! All the, the other six have. N- well, no, not really. Well, not the theatrical right. cut of Star Wars. Settle down. Not a New Hope. <laughs> Star Wars. Do you not like it being called? I don't. A New Hope. I don't. Because it's a shitty title. It's a shitty title, mm-hmm. and it wasn't what the name of the movie was. Right. But George Lucas had a vision of one movie of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That was it. Then it was like, oh, let's sequelize this thing, mm-hmm. and then we got like two, in my opinion, better movies. Yes. Um, agreed. Even oh, though, wait. even You're... though I really like Star Wars a lot, I love Star Wars. Wow! But from a from a technical standpoint yes. and from a storytelling standpoint, oh, the first Star Wars is the weakest of the three. We are connecting on this. Thank you. Yeah, look at Jeff. I get a lot of shit for saying stuff like that. Oh, really? <laughs> because everybody seems to act as if it's common knowledge that Return of the Jedi is the weakest that's, of that's, three. That's, I don't think so at all. I don't. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get more character depth in Return of the Jedi. You get 
three times as much character depth and development in Return of the Jedi than you do in the first Star Wars movie. I would agree. Uh, and anybody who tells you otherwise is just looking at it through rose-colored glasses. Bullshit. Yeah, oh, I know. Bullshit. I, having just revisited uh, those two movies, Return of the Jedi coming up soon, uh, yes, I I, agree. I concur. Well, and I think that uh, we could pinpoint the the reason in George Lucas directing it. Like that's, yeah. I think I think that's indicative of okay, there's George, and then we put a couple of more talented directors in there. Yeah. Even though everybody says like Marquand was just a puppet for George Lucas, yeah, but it's still a better looking movie and yeah. it flows better. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck the whole thing about like the Ewoks. You know what? It worked. You worked fine, movie. and it's a, it, it's making a statement. So Everybody whatever. loves Ewoks. Speaking of movies that make a statement, mm. uh, <laughs> you want to talk about a movie? Uh, I I would like to talk about yes something that's committed to film. Well, that's what we do here. We are the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel, and this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're really good. You know what? Whatever the case may be, we'll watch the movie, and then each week come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. And you can always talk back to us on our Facebook page. If you've got the Facebook, look for the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And you can talk back to us there. Let us know what you thought about the movie of the week, what you thought about our opinions on that. If you've got an idea for another movie you'd like us to talk about, you can also give us your suggestions there. And you can also talk back to us on Twitter at the editing bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, uh, in in preparation, because I'd, your your picks always fall right before like the major holidays. I and have we gotten the thematic, lucky this you've gotten year. Lucky this Sorry, year. and so I knew you wouldn't do this. So I was like, okay, Creed's coming out on Thanksgiving, and we have yet to do a Rocky film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's time to do it. And what was tough was picking which one, right? Because there are some bad Rocky films. Uh, you know, Rocky, the original, is a fucking masterpiece. I as far it. as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. uh, a fantastic film. Still stands up today because of what the themes are of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's it's amazing that this all came from a napkin that Sylvester Stallone wrote on. And yeah, I believe that, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh absolutely. Rocky II? Uh, Never I, saw it. I don't like it quite as much. Rocky II is basically Rocky One, but with a different ending. Oh, no. Three is the one I haven't seen. Yes, Three is the one with Mr. One. T. yeah. Three is, where, three is where the franchise really takes a nosedive, mm. and I feel like it didn't recover until Rocky VI, Rocky Balboa. The most recent one, yeah. Uh, which is fucking mind-blowing. Like, when I heard that movie was coming out, I was like, get the fuck out of here, that's ridiculous. But, because I like the, I like the original movie, and so I will go see the sequels, and ended up going to see that movie, and I was, like, I saw it twice, I think, in the theater, cried at the end both wow. times. What's, like, it still gets What's me. the premise of that one? Uh, it's, you know, obviously many, many years later, mm. Rocky Balboa is retired, Adrian's passed away, yeah. uh, and so he has a restaurant called Adrian's, and he, he runs the restaurant, he's kind of like, people come in, and it's the novelty, they get that picture with Rocky and his big, his big left hook, uh, and... He's approached because they do this computer simulation against, like, Rocky at his prime versus the current champion. Oh, cool. Uh, and, you know, it came out as Rocky being the winner. Like, wow. fans, fans voted and stuff, and they also did the simulation. And they said Rocky at his prime could beat this guy. And so that kind of re-energizes people's interest in boxing. Hmm. And so this this fight promoter tries to get Rocky in, you know, to do this fight. Almost like the first one where they want to do an exhibition fight. Right. Uh, and meanwhile, Stallone or Rocky is dealing with some some drama because his son feels like he's kind of living in his father's shadow and he's not where he wants to be. And so there's a little bit of family turmoil. It's very sweet and it's very uh, it, they, they bring it back to earth, which is what they needed to do with that. And you can see within the course of this movie, there's so many themes that they pull from Rocky 3, Rocky 4, and Rocky 5, 
and they finally get it right huh. with Rocky Balboa. So in essence, you could just watch Rockies 1 and 2. You don't even need to watch Rocky 2, but you could watch Rocky 1 and then just fast forward and watch Rocky Balboa and you get the complete story. That's you get what probably you Probably what I'll do. Uh, and it's it's so good. Well, it's not what you're going to do because you ended up watching the movie that we did pick, <laughs> uh, which is Rocky 4. Why Rocky 4? Because yes. of the three really bad Rocky movies, this one was bad but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that it probably wouldn't be as much of a, a, a bore and a chore for us to sit through well, and then that. analyze. That was your thought, huh? That was my thought process. Huh, interesting. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling that I wasn't quite as successful. Well, it, th- this was the shortest of all of the Rocky movies, yes. clocking in at like just an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. uh, it had that going for it. His original cut, Stallone's <laughs> original cut, was an hour longer. I read that? No. No. It wasn't, wasn't it? It was an hour long. Oh, it was just an hour you long? You misread that. Yeah, it was oh my one hour God. long. Oh, my God. Which is why there's so much fucking filler in this there's, movie. That's all this movie is, Joel. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just filler. It's basically a music video uh, collage. Uh-huh. It's, it's an album. That he made a movie out of. <laughs> yeah, I barely. I think this is Stallone's first directing credit. Oh. Wait. No, he Isn't just it? wrote the first one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he just wrote the first one. Okay. Uh, but then... That would make sense. I think this was his first film to direct. This movie is a fucking mess. Yet it was the Rocky movie that grossed the most money. It was like a hundred. Okay, so it was made for what uh, twenty eight million. Uh-huh. I'm seeing here, and yeah. it made a hundred and twenty seven million. Yeah, uh, and then internationally, it was like three hundred million. million. Is that still to this day the highest grossing? Even considering the last one that came I think out so. in five. Yeah, I All think right. so. We'll see. I'm curious as to uh, to see what the turnout is for Creed because I hear people talking about it. But I don't know that it's going to... Is it going to be... Well, it's not going to be number one because it's it, not it, really a family No, movie, it, right? it, pro- it probably won't be number one. Uh, the thing is... Don't he, be... He, he really... Uh, man, he really outdid himself with Rocky Balboa, at least. You know, if you look at the the critical reactions to that movie, they're pretty damn positive. I remember at the time. Uh, which nobody was expecting. Nope. But it's a great return to the character. And I think, I think Creed is kind of the natural progression. If you're going to do something with this movie or with this franchise... We don't need to see Rocky in the ring again. No. But to see the story continue with a, with the youth, with Apollo Creed's mm-hmm. son, and have Rocky be a side character instead of it being his story, mm-hmm. that he is just... it's You know, we're extending Joseph Campbell's uh, Journey of the Hero, where Rocky's basically the Obi-Wan to Apollo Creed's yeah, kid. that's right. And I think that could be a really interesting premise if it's done right. And it's got, you know, Michael B. Jordan's in it, yeah. and he worked with this director already before, is the director of Fruitvale Station, Ooh. which is a fantastic wow. film. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, so I'm really interested in seeing what happens with this thing. I do think you, it's going to be good. Do you think that's their intention, is to franchise it, is to get to the point where when Stallone passes away, they can continue? The, they, can, I mean, they can't call it Rocky anymore, obviously. No, no. But they're... They call it Creed. This is the step they're taking to... to I think it's... The torch. I think this is a good uh, a good test, no. a good way to test the waters and see how would it do. And in the meantime, I think we're going to still get a good story out of it. People love their boxing movies. We've had a spat of them in it the It depends last few on years. the boxing movie, I well, think. Well, uh, yes, but the fact that they keep Cin- making... Cinderella Man was good, but yeah, it's pretty forgettable. That was a, that was a biopic more than it was a but it's still a boxing, boxing movie. movie, right? It's still a boxing uh, movie. But it, I feel like it was more about the person, I mean, and it just happened to but be then in you that talk setting. But then you could talk about David O. Russell's The Fighter. I and was going to say That's a biopic, that. too, though. Yeah, that's true. But that guy wasn't really a household name, was he? In the way that uh... in the way that Cinderella Man was. <laughs> okay. Well, but at least that guy had a song written about him. People know. They made a, a Walt Disney animated feature about him. 
It's a sequel to Cinderella. Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Boy, was I disappointed. <laughs> Some guy running around in a cape with no, glass slippers. There were no singing <laughs> mice. A, a superhero. There were no pumpkins turning into coaches. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, here we are. Rocky Four, And this, this movie, like I said before, this movie is a mess. It's like... We didn't know what the hell we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to shove everything that was going on into this movie. Like somebody looked at Rocky, <laughs> I guess Stallone, <laughs> looked at the Rocky <laughs> franchise and went, you know, this this franchise about this box is really good, but you know what we need? C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> we- oh, what the fuck? There's a robot <laughs> in this movie. There's a fucking robot in this film. For no reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, and did you re- even read why uh, Stallone inserted it? Well, there were two stories that I heard about okay. it. I heard that one of the stories was that he was at a party. Yes. And he saw the robot and thought it was really cool, and so mm-hmm. he wanted to add it in the story. But then there was also a story that uh, there was a, uh, a robot that his autistic son yeah. like connected with and that's why he put it in the movie now while that makes me feel for you know sure Stallone's story with a robot and stuff you know it does but it doesn't belong in a movie about no. a boxer no it's so out of place and he gives it to Polly as a gift <laughs> Polly's uh, the sister uh, the brother-in-law brother? he's his brother-in-law brother-in-law of, of, of Adrian or the brother, the brother of, of Adrian. Adrian his brother-in-law uh, and then like th- is, so he's all about uh, the base. I don't need a, all uh, about that base. I don't need any fucking robots. And then the next time we cut to it, he kind of he's he's grown fond of it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he's, and he's got a female in love voice. With it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we never see it again until the very end. No, well, yeah, because apparently, and we're skipping way ahead. Uh, over the Christmas break, Rocky and Adrian both decide to leave their son alone at home while they go to Russia. And who's watching the kid? I guess the robot. <laughs> the I, robot. Guess, I guess the robot's watching this this nine year old child. It's like the Jetsons. Yeah, it's Rosie the robot. Him and his two friends. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> and this this movie franchise ended up turning into like it, it got worse. Whenever it, when it stopped being like a grounded story, a very impersonal story, it, it suddenly turned to cartoony villains. And it started with Mr. T as Clubber Lang, yeah. and then you had the Ivan Drago and the Russians that are running around with him, yeah. and then you even have like Tommy Morrison and the fight promoters in Rocky Five. Uh, and Rocky Five is just abysmal, but in Rocky Four, like it's it's like half a step away from being Boris and Natasha. Yeah, yeah, like, Skvel. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's so it's so weird the way that they're trying to portray Russians in this movie, but then at the same time, be able to have that. Uh, d- <laughs> To take those liberties to be like, but we could all be together. We could just come together as one, as one people, even though we spent an hour making fun of you. Yes, <laughs> and, calling it the great evil. And honestly, if uh, Ivan Drago has been called one of the fiercest villains in the Rocky franchise, mm. if you were to objectively look at this movie no. from Drago's point of view, he's a fucking victim. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> is. He kind of even like I, I look into his eyes and having known Dolph Lundgren in other movies now, <laughs> yes. and kind of reading about. I mean. In in real life, like he's a gentle, he's a really smart guy, uh-huh. and you know, he's kind of a gentle giant. Yeah, and I see a little bit of that that powder puffiness of him, like in his eyes in these. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he's big and he's imposing and he's six foot and he's built, but um, I kind of feel like you know if you kicked him in the shin, he would just break down crying. <laughs> like he's Why not. did you do that? <laughs> and he, that kind of happens in the in the last act. Good journey. <laughs> Of of the Dolph Lundgren movies that we've watched so far, where does this one rank for you? Well, what are we in? We've done Masters of the Universe. The we Punisher. Did the Punisher, I guess, and this is the third one, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, less is more with Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> so I feel like this is probably a, a better role for him. Yeah. Although Masters of the Universe, he's not bad. 
but, but only it's fun because it's compared to this and the Punisher, right? Where, where the he Punisher, was, he just got it was embarrassing. He was just, miscast. He just showed up. Yeah, he didn't look the part. He, I've no, there was some sort of contract obligation going on there. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I liked him in this mm-hmm. because he didn't have to <laughs> say anything. He didn't say anything. He and said he two lines. I think fucking giant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the the story. This is so hard. <laughs> what is no? The there's story? no story. What is the story of this movie? Like, it takes five minutes for us to even get to original content in this movie. Oh, Jesus! Because it starts off with montage number one of like eight in yes. this movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a site that you can go to. It's called the Rocky Morphology, <laughs> and what it does is it breaks the movie down. It has a chart, an interactive chart that you can like break down by like how many minutes of the movie's dialogue, how many minutes of the movie <laughs> is montage, how many minutes of the movie is fight, and and like this movie like. Thirty percent of this movie is music montage. I would even break that down further. How much of what percentage of this movie is other movies? Yeah, like there is that montage in the middle where it's totally just showing clips, clips from, the, from previous the previous three films. movies. Oh my god, that must have the, been what they did to pad the, it out. The no easy way out montage. That's what it is. Yeah, we're not indestructible. The soundtrack to this movie. Okay, uh, the soundtrack to this movie is kind of delightfully eighties. I like it, <laughs> but at the same time. Dude, like you cannot string eight montages together and make and call it a movie. No. Even, despite the fact that three hundred million dollars is proving me wrong, you cannot, from an artistic standpoint, do that. That's horrible. That's lazy filmmaking. And in fact, like in that montage that you're talking about, there are several moments where Drago is like looking at Stallone and then looking away. Right. We don't even see that part happen until the the end of the movie <laughs> when they get in the fight, when they're in the ring. It's foreshadowing, Joe. We don't even see like, And then that shot is repeated like three times as they're doing the Russian national anthem. Yeah, I feel like one of the days of filming was just like uh, they had a life-size uh, Lazy Susan yes. that they would have both of the actors stand on <laughs> to shine a light on them and just rotate them. Spin them around. Spin Drago. Drago. <laughs> Drago, Drago, Drago. I made you out of clay. <laughs> Drago, Drago, Drago. Spin the Drago. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- 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 all the sorts of filler where there should be dialogue, character yeah. development, story. Story development. How about- Joel, there's, there's a moment where, where Stallone decides he's going to go fight Drago, and like most of that story is told through like... Uh, through newspaper clippings yes. where we hear and then like a newspaper Stallone to go uh, to Russia to fight I'm like wait what is this the 19 fucking 20s yeah. show us this story show and, us the development here of why what why, why does he make this decision would have been a nice opportunity to uh, hey how about the conversation between him and Adrian where he says I'm going to Russia and in fact that's uh, it's a bit of a a, a, a plot line I guess <laughs> yeah she, what an asshole yeah this you, guy tells everybody the press tells everybody but his wife yeah and he's already told the audience like three times because uh-huh. He's, he's, he's made up his mind. And uh, poor Adrian has to, who, the love of his life, apparently, the mother of his child, uh, <laughs> doesn't even have the decency. And yet she uh, she hops a plane. She along hops with a plane. Him. Okay, him, well, her, <laughs> her, and everybody else. Was it necessary, Joe, for all of the people who ended up going to Russia to be there? No. No. Nope, I didn't think no. so. It should have just been Rocky and Duke. I get Duke yeah. because he's the trainer. Polly. Polly, you know what? Polly. Maybe because what what is he to Rocky at this it's, point in the series? He's also it's his brother-in-law. That's it, and he's kind of like. But professionally, he's also is, helped. He helped train him manager? in the first. No, he's not his manager. Okay, but so. he he helped train him in the first Rocky movie. He okay. led him in the meat the meat locker. That's right. Uh, I I don't know if he did much in the second one. In the third one, he was just an asshole, and you know, just like in the first, he was kind of an asshole. Day, but he was uh, like just this drunk who had a problem in the third one. The fifth one, I don't quite remember. But then I I remember Rocky Balboa. 
you know, oh my God, he has, Burt Young has some amazing character work in Rocky Balboa where, you know, they, they have this whole theme about if you stay in a place long enough, you kind of become that place. Mm. And he's now gone back like, you know, Rocky's lost all his millions. He's back to living in Philly. Uh, and uh, Burt Young, Paulie, is working in the, uh, the, meat, the meat locker again. And they end up firing him, you know, and, and there's this really touching moment where all he's got is this check and a painting that he was working on. Oh. And like he goes to Rocky's restaurant and he's like, that's all. They, they gave me a gold watch uh, oh. and this check. And it was it was it's really touching. They're in the alleyway and he's like, you know what, Rock, you're going to be OK. And oh, man, it's just it's really touching. They do something in this movie. Yeah. Where they're making their way to the ring at the end when they're in Russia. They're making way to their, their way to the ring. And Paulie stops Rocky and he's like, you know what, Rock? Yeah. You know, you're just so great. And if I could just unzip <laughs> myself and step out for just a second and be, be anybody else, else I'd want to be you. There's no conflict between Rocky and Paulie right. throughout this entire movie. It came out of nowhere uh -huh. because up until that point, he'd basically kind of been a cartoon character. Yeah. Hey, here's this robot. Hey, it's your birthday, and we're going to shit on you on your birthday. Right. Um, it just kind of has one-liners and, and mugging off in the distance. Exactly. And all of a sudden, he has this nice little touching moment, which was genuine. He did a nice job at it, but yeah, I was as confused as you are, which wh is- Where did it come from? Yeah, why? <laughs> you never had a conversation. This could have this could have been a conversation on the plane, maybe? This is a conversation they've had in the past where like he's made his, he's made his peace with Rock. But then they do this again, and it's not like they have an argument. Like, I'd understand if they had an argument as they're in Russia yeah. or before they went this, to Russia. You can't do this, Rocky. You've got a kid Rock and a wife at home. Well, and here's the deal, Joel. Mm -hmm. That talk that he has, that Rocky has with Adrian on the stairs before the music video montage. <laughs> Which one? Uh, no, that the one montage in the middle. That one is two. It's like a set of, uh, of titles away from just being a music video. Like, you could seriously <laughs> cut that part out of the movie yeah. completely. The way it is, just... Chop it and put it as its own reel and put titles on the end and the beginning, and it's a music video. That's probably what they did. I imagine this entire film was run. It was the music video. They just showed it in sequence on MTV <laughs> and added a little lower third. So that, that conversation, though, that Rocky and Adrian have where she's like, you know, it's suicide. You can't win. One is totally uncharacteristic of the Adrian character as yeah, we've known Yeah, she was her. the supportive She's one. She's always the supportive one and it always understood or not. the story of the fighter. It isn't about whether you win, but it's about facing the challenge. Mm -hmm. And she's always been about that. And so that, that scene always fucking bothers me. However, if it was Rocky and Polly, it would have made complete sense. So there's a part of me that thinks, did that does that scene exist somewhere? Hmm. Did they do that scene between Rocky and Polly instead? And then that's why they have their little like come back together and little you know let's make peace. Mm -hmm. And he says that thing to Rocky because then that would make sense. Yeah, I'm just going all over the place here. No, on this. no, I imagine that they may have had to write that in um, during one of the many shutdowns. <laughs> just to just to fill the cruise time. Oh yeah, that's this right. This film was shut down a couple of times. Uh huh. One uh for for an injury, which I guess we can talk about later. <laughs> the more interesting one is what I want to talk about, which is between uh, Carl Weathers. Oh yeah, and, and Dolph Lundgren. And Dolph Lundgren. So apparently, and they don't even share much screen time. Uh, but uh, Carl Weathers, who plays Apollo Creed, as he did in the, the previous three movies, was uh, he in the third one? Or yeah, just in the yeah, first yeah, yeah. Second. No, he was in the third one because when Mickey dies, uh, Apollo trains uh, Rocky and teaches right. Rocky how to be black. <laughs> that's that. If you were to go on any message really? boards, that's pretty much Rocky Three is the Rocky where he learns how to be black. Teach him how to walk, and he teaches him basically how to how to like how to move his feet. I did notice that there's that scene at the beginning when Apollo, <laughs> when Dolph Lundgren is, is uh, or, or even Drago, I guess we should refer to his, his character's yes. name, is uh, is on TV and being interviewed, and they want to have a fight, and they're calling out. That, that, that yeah, they, the they press want to fight him. Yeah, and uh, Apollo's, and Apollo's in his, playing the character. He's in his pool. 
But if you look in the, in the oh, background of the oh, TV, yeah, okay. uh, when we cut to the scene, they're showing a commercial on the TV before it goes to the press conference. Was it like Church's Chicken? It's Church's Chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. And I'm like, that seems a little insensitive, but maybe it's in line with the character that you're describing in well, part three. I mean, it's not like the character would choose what commercial shows up on his TV. No, but the, the filmmakers do. <laughs> Just, that maybe somebody should have pulled somebody aside and been like, Look, Joel, I think yeah. if you're looking for racial sensitivity, the last place you should be looking is a Rocky movie made in 1985. That's true, yeah. 85. Oh, well. Well, I mean, the Russians don't very don't fare too well. No, they this. don't. They're, no. They're just the evil. And again, reflecting the climate at the time. This is right in the middle of the Cold, Cold War, War, right? Yeah. We called them out. They even have a, a Gorbachev lookalike. Who apparently that guy made a career out of uh, out of looking like Gorbachev. Looking like Gorbachev. He's the same actor who played uh, Gorbachev in the Naked Gun movie. Oh apparently. my god! <laughs> so he's a versatile. He does drama and and comedy. Uh, I do like that the uh, like the magazine covers. They've got like Russia invades U.S. Yeah, sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yes, our social commentary is commenting on social issues. Yeah, real subtle guys. Yeah, nice. oh, yes, it's it's the subtlety that makes Rocky Four what it is. <laughs> uh, so the. Um, there's this this big uh, uh, th- this big talk about like what makes Drago so big and it's his, is it's his training regimen and it's this and that and we find out that like he's also juicing. I do like that. So this is also a statement on like professional sports mm-hmm. and where where sports are going from a world standpoint and cheaters don't win and blah blah blah. Uh, was it necessary though in the course of this movie? Was it necessary to kill the Apollo Creed character? No, as as like a a sign of because I'm trying to figure out how I want to go about this topic here. Okay, because they they have the bit where they show Apollo, uh, where they show Ivan Drago, and they're they're kind of displaying like his his hitting power that yeah. the average boxer can punch at like 700 pounds per cubic inch yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that, and he can punch for 18, <laughs> it's like 1850 or tops something. Two thousand at a certain it, it's point. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I believe it looking at him. (laughs) Yes. But I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it was necessary for that. I think, you know, going back to what you said about filler, that's not necessary. We just know he's big and he's strong. The science of it doesn't matter. Well... I think the I think the the commentary that they were trying to go for had more to do with the you know the the, the synthetic versus the, the new school way versus the old school way uh-huh. because that whole uh, montage is intercut between Rocky like everything that Drago is doing in the lab you know he's on the machines that are that you know yeah, per- yeah. Perfectly work the muscle you're working for, uh-huh. and then they'll cut to Rocky, and he's just fucking he's, climbing. He's a mountain. helping some guy whose cart fell over. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because he's a man of the people. But it's all about. I mean, I, I think. <laughs> Which song? That was, was that? that was the training montage. I forget. By Vince DiCola. Vince DiCola, who man, it's difficult to watch this movie and hear that soundtrack uh-huh. without thinking of the Transformers, Transformers movie. movie. Uh, and maybe, I mean the '80s one, the cartoon. M- maybe because. Actually, one of those sound cues is Unicron's theme song, dude. A lot of them. When, yeah, the when Russian. Dr- when Drago, yeah, when Drago like throws the he throws the standee down and it goes it it, it uh, dissolves to the the theater before the fight. It's the Unicron theme. This movie came out a year before Transformers the movie. Did. I guarantee there's some recycled music cues between the two. <laughs> oh no, there are. I went back. I listened. That is the Unicron theme song. <laughs> it does but not at first, me. when I first made my note, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, way to go, Rocky, stealing your music from the Transformers movie. <laughs> no, same guy. Transformers stole it from this. Like he used, uh, he recycled and used it for Transformers, and it was more effective. In the fucking animated movie. <laughs> I know. The little, uh, and I'm not a fan of 80s music. You've heard me before. Not a fan of the synthesizer. But but I kind of like 
like that guy Vince DiCola has a very uh, unique sound. Very, yeah, yes. Very distinct. Really, uh, that's a nice way of saying it. Um, and uh, it was it was difficult to watch like a training montage. <laughs> I'm waiting for like Rodimus Prime to just <laughs> wait, 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 dare, wait, dare to be all hot, you hot rod can. and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Everything. You know what I want to do? I want to take that training montage where Rocky climbs the mountain and like throw in Judd, Judd Nelson's voice. <laughs> where he's like, great. "Everything looks better from Lookout Mountain." <laughs> <laughs> so Rocky outruns a fucking car, and then climbs a mountain. Climbs a mountain. He, Joel, he climbs a fucking mountain. And I don't know if you like in, when they establish where his cabin is. Mm-hmm. The closest fucking mountain isn't close. Like it is super fucking far away. He looks like he's on Everest. But he climbs the fuck out of this mountain and then just starts screaming Drago from the top of it. <laughs> I know, and I want to be like, <laughs> he can't hear you. He can't. He, he you're, you're all alone right now. And that's in that in that sequence is where they they throw in a little bit of gonna fly now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, yeah. You like this is the only one of the, I think this is the only Rocky movie you don't actually hear it sung. Like, well, may, is no, it? Yeah. No, they said it's not because Bill Bill Conti did that. He's done all Bill, the other. Yeah, Rocky Bill Conti's done all the other Rocky movies except this one. Mm-hmm. We got Vince DiCola. On you know this why? One. Why? He was busy doing the Karate Kid movie. Oh, oh, dude! I read something else about the Karate Kid and and this. Like Peter what they have in yeah, the, yeah, the Glory of Love song was supposed to be I, for this movie. I am the man who will fight. For your honor. And I actually, man, a whole history of like songs that were written for movies but then used in other movies when they fell through. Uh-huh. The, what's the, history repeats itself, try and you succeed. You're the best. Yeah. Around. That was in The Karate Kid. Yes, but it was supposed to be for Rocky too. I think. <laughs> wow. Because think of the lyrics, history repeats itself. Repeats itself, itself. yeah. But, but, and yet it was used for the first Karate Kid. What history wow. is being repeated? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, I never really paid attention to the lyrics, like the verses in that song. I just heard you're the best around. <laughs> you're the best around. Wow, a lot of songs being written in the '80s and <laughs> people just peddling them. Uh, what, what do we got? We got a Dude. movie about some boxers. <laughs> they did uh, at the at the last Dallas Comic Con. Uh, I think it was the last Dallas Comic Con. Maybe it was the one before that. But uh, Devin, who was on the epi- the Flash Gordon episode, uh, had posted a thing about how they were going to have Sweep the Leg Johnny Yeah, at, at the Dallas Comic-Con. I, I put out a thing. I was like, guys, all right, big group prank. We should play on this dude. Everyone who goes to his Q&A, just ask him questions about back to school. Oh. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't even don't, mention. Don't even mention the Karate Kid. And that let's would, just see the reaction he gets. That would fuck his mind. <laughs> right? What is happening? Where am I? Everybody cosplay as him from Back to School. <laughs> have these? Do they not have Karate Kid in Texas? <laughs> the what? The Karate Huh? <laughs> what is? You that? mean the one with Will Smith's kid? <laughs> <laughs> Why weren't you brought back for that? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, <laughs> Can we go back to what you said though about yeah. uh, Apollo Creed and and him dying in this film being killed? Sure, and it being unnecessary. I guess that's your assessment. Yeah, I think it was unnecessary. You could have gotten the same effect if he was just like horribly injured. Yeah, yeah, and I will agree with that. But more so because in the third act, the big fight, they fly to Russia. He's, he's right, you know, in front of the Russian crowd. There's Two a, worlds collide. There's a big to do about uh, you know the national pride behind Drago and blah yeah. blah blah. Um, <laughs> and, and and Rocky is hor- hor- and they changed his nickname to Death from Above, which okay okay let, 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 it's not let's a very do, good let's, let's finish your good. point because okay. I've got I've got a note that's based on this okay so um you know this is the big climax and you know the fight's going on he's not doing very well he's he's he's, <laughs> he's not doing very well. it is not going well he's underachieving and as they say in boxing all that Duke can say 
to spur him on is usually no pain, no pain, no pain. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how about no. how about do it for your dead friend? How about do it for Apollo <laughs> or stick and move? Let's. I was waiting. Like, if you're gonna kill a major character in this franchise. Uh, and have it be the whole reason why he could. How about you mention the mother- motherfucker's name? Yeah, in the act. Do, do it for Apollo. Remember Creed. Think of his face when you're. You know, where was <laughs> when that you're scene? Punching Drago. Yeah. Think of <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> so uh, tangentially related, mm-hmm. while that training sequence was going on, and Rocky was doing like the reverse sit-ups or whatever. Yeah, and like <laughs> Duke is just sitting there, and he's going, "No pain, no pain." Yep. Joel, I totally want to have like just a montage of you. Repeating no pain while I just do uncomfortable <laughs> things. <laughs> just repeat. No pain, Jim. You, you taking a shit on the toilet and I'm just there beside you. No pain. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, with your fist underneath your chin. I like to no, think I'd, no I'd be uh, uh, dabbing your brow. <laughs> Maybe cutting. Yeah. cutting, a, a, cutting cut me, Joel. Open. Cut me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not happening. Well, you're going to have to do this one on your own, you got to pinch it yourself. <laughs> uh. No, that's so silly. It's just so, like... Again, that that reeks of Stallone, like Duke, go, the guy who plays Duke, going. Mm-hmm. So what should I do, Sly? And he's like, uh, you just sit there, and motivate me. Well, how? <laughs> just uh, say no pain. Yeah. No pain. No pain. Yeah. No just pain. Stay in your corner. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the two things of advice he's able. Again, and put your hands up. Could have saved fifteen hundred dollars on a flight. Yeah. To, to Russia by not bringing that guy along. <laughs> right. Well, he was the only one that made sense to have <laughs> be there. He's actually on he's the a team. Trainer. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is there's a uh, there's there's a sequence that Duke has in this movie where he talks to Rocky about Apollo and he's like you know mm-hmm. I've trained him since he was a kid and da 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 uh, and I feel like it doesn't strike the emotional chord that it's meant to strike like because the movie built around it is mm-hmm. so flimsy every every moment that's that that they attempt some kind of genuine connection mm-hmm. the few times they try to to make a, a to establish a genuine connection fall flat. They fall completely flat. Like when Adrian shows up at the cabin, uh, right. Rocky comes back from his first training Again, montage. Fifteen hundred dollars, and and like, and also like she just shows up. He doesn't know she's coming. I know. <laughs> I don't think that could happen. Not then. No. But uh, even though it was Wyoming, <laughs> realistically, <laughs> uh, the uh, but but she shows up and she's like, "I'm sorry for what I said. I'm with you all the way, all the way, all the way. <laughs> I'm with you." All the way. <laughs> that's the fucking scene. Like that's that it. is our je- that's our moment of emotion between these two characters yeah. that have spent and we've explored earlier in the movie with fucking very clumsy exposition that they've been together now for nine years. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is Rocky wearing when he comes to bed? When he when he gets uh, at the very beginning of the movie, yeah. after he and Apollo have their fight at the end of Rocky three, so slash love that, scene. That that whole bit that bit between Rocky and Apollo in the ring is the ending of Rocky three. Oh by yeah. The way. Oh yeah. Um. So he comes home. They have the birthday party for Polly. Mm-hmm. Then Rocky comes to the bedroom, and he's got the anniversary cake for Adrian. Why is he dressed like a fucking matador? I do, I do remember that. He's got like the long. Uh, he's got like long sleeves. He's got yeah. the laced up yep. like waist and stuff. Those are those can't be pajamas. <laughs> those can't be comfortable to sleep. Those in. Those are his sexing clothes. But then he's got to unlace. Why is he wearing a corset? <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, it's it's flattering. To I don't his know. Figure, his I don't, girlish figure. Man, I don't know. Because he's a short guy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. They yeah. they they definitely touch on that constantly. Mm-hmm. That he's a he's well, a small. Well, you have to, especially tiny when he's, champion when he's fighting. Uh, when he's fighting, uh, I was gonna call Clubber Lang. <laughs> even even Drago. A beautiful. He's having to like 
punch up into the air uh-huh. to get that guy. That cannot be effective. Have you? Did you ever see this? This is really related. Did you ever see when uh, they redubbed like this uh, Super Friends cartoon? With the audio from Rocky Three, no, <laughs> I've totally got to show you. I'll put this on the website okay. too. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, they they do make a big deal about Drago being taller, um, and I would be very curious to see what what Dolph Lundgren would have to say about how Stallone's punches felt, especially when he had to reach so far. Because the fight, and I know this was something you wanted to touch on, sure. the fight between uh, Dolph Lundgren and and uh, and St- Sly Stallone. Yep. Uh, they were actually hitting each other. Like, yes. that was in most cases. They I mean, you that see way. in the film, you do see some like whiffed punches that they Ooh, sell, yeah. which are almost Godfather bad. Well, like you, <laughs> James Con missing his punch bad. I, I found myself relying on the sound effect. Like the only way you can tell whether a punch was intended to land or not is to whether they added the poosh yeah. sound effect. Yeah. Because if it didn't, then oh, that was a miss. But the, because they all look like misses, they're all like six inches away from each other's yeah. face. Yeah. But then there are a couple there that are very. You see the sweat flying off their face and the blood. But apparently, yeah, that only lasted, I think, one day of filming where they decided to actually hit each other um, because Stallone was almost killed by fucking Dolph Lundgren. By the gentle giant. Yeah. Well, he hit him in the chest. And uh, And his heart hit his chest plate, I I think is what he said. And it swelled up. He had to be uh, uh, helicoptered. To, uh, I don't know, somewhere in California, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. And uh, they suspended for like eight days. Oh, so th- my God. So that was the second time that they suspended filming. The first time <laughs> had to do with uh, the aforementioned uh, Carl Weathers. Oh, that's right. You were you were talking about this. And I, Apparently I a bit off. of a hothead. No, we, we took a tangent. Uh, a bit of a hothead. Did not get along with Dolph Lundgren, uh-huh. Lundgren the two of them. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say that Carl Weathers was probably the uh, the instigator. The aggressor. <laughs> yes. Uh, knowing, we are not the aggressors here. Knowing what we know about uh, each of those individuals in their in their personal lives. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess Dolph got a little handsy and pushed him into a corner, and Carl Weathers did not appreciate that, stormed off to his uh, to his trailer like a diva, and uh, they had to they had to put production on hold for like four days. Oh my god. Which is millions of dollars. You got to be. Uh, you got to have a big head. To, to make all of these team series and everybody who's given up their lives or just want to come to work, they just want to do their jobs. Yeah. And uh, because the tall Russian looked at you funny, uh-huh. you're going to storm off. And then, and then push it. Oh, I think, I think that's, a, that's an alpha dog. Maybe, of. you know what? Maybe that's why they decided to kill him. <laughs> Maybe he was supposed to be Maybe in the rest of the movie. Maybe he was supposed to be in the rest of the You know what? Rewrite. Last minute rewrite. Tell you what. You know, I'm going to let you out of the contract <laughs> early, but we're going to have to kill off your character. Guess what uh, we were doing when you were in your trailer? <laughs> we got the typewriter <laughs> which back is, out. Which is a shame because... Carl Weathers slash Apollo Creed proves that he's the only realistic character in this entire movie. Yeah. Just in this one scene when they're sitting around the table and he finally decides he's, he tells Rocky and Adrian and Polly that he's going to fight Ivan Drago. And at that moment is when Polly's robot comes around the corner. Mm-hmm. And Apollo has the one bit of dialogue, that one line where he goes, what the hell is that? Speaking for the entire audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why is there a robot why, in a Rocky movie? Why is there a robot? <laughs> Why is there a robot? <laughs> oh, chubs. <laughs> I kept trying to find uh, like an image online. I was hoping somebody had done an image online of Apollo Creed as a ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi <laughs> <laughs> with Obi-Wan and Yoda and Anakin Skywalker. Oh, Nobody had done great. it. The closest I came to it was the end of Happy Gilmore where it's Chubbs, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, and the alligator. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's been, hilarious. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Good times. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Uh, Carl Weathers, though, yeah, not leaving as much of an impact in this movie as he did in the first uh, first three. I get the idea, like, watch Do him and Sly Stallone even like each other? I get the I get the feeling that they, they got along pretty well. I, I think so, but it, it's hard to tell. It, it feels like fake acting. Yeah. All the scenes with them at the beginning. Where they're kind of like buddy buddy, they're a little too buddy buddy. Yeah, especially some of these slow like motion. Rocky three when they're running in the in the in the beach on the beach with there. their half shirts it, on. Is, is that what that is? Those are clips from yeah, Rocky those, three. Those clips from Rocky three. Well, that makes more sense because I was perplexed as to why they would spend a day shooting that. <laughs> these what, two frolicking what looks on like a, a fucking douche commercial. Just them running in, or like the beginning of Baywatch, and then they they do that thing where they jump up in the air. So I'm I'm sitting here watching this movie uh, on my iPad last night as uh, the girlfriend is watching uh, Walking Dead. Because she's given up on watching the movies. So I, I can't Aww. inflict her. I can't inflict more of these movies on her. So we're sitting, we're spatially close to each other, but uh, we couldn't be farther apart uh, uh, emotionally, mentally, as we're watching two different things. Yeah. But uh, that shot catches her eye of uh, you know, slow-mo Rocky and, uh, and <laughs> Apollo shirtless on the beach, uh, jumping up and hugging each other. Yeah, and she yeah. just starts laughing. <laughs> I was like, yes, that is the appropriate response to seeing that yeah, without any context. Yes, it is. So... Um, I know there are like, you know, you sign contracts and releases and stuff when you, when you perform in certain athletic events like boxing. Yeah, have to. But I feel like if, if someone dies and you're even remotely responsible for it, like an investigation is launched. That's murder. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, (laughs) that is manslaughter. Uh, I feel like that you don't get to just hop on a plane and go back home. No. Uh, you don't get to take part in other little press conferences in yeah. America. you got to do what Bruce Willis did up, in yeah. Pulp Fiction. you got to yeah. fucking uh, climb down the, uh, the the fire escape. That's right. After you, after you cut the gimp in half uh, <laughs> and the other guy, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but you cut him in half with the sword and save Marcellus Walls. Zed's dead. But no, seriously, like... A dude died. And not just died, but died in, like, in Vegas in front of thousands of people yes and you don't get to just go home after right. that like no, you're you're investigated and sure and you're you might still be punished like there's oh yeah i don't care if you're a russian national uh and it's in the the height of the cold war you 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 must answer for this and consensus seemed to be at the time that he was fighting dirty right uh, joel he was- when he's interviewed while apollo's <laughs> laying on the yes, mat yes and he says something to the effect of if, if he, he dies, dies he dies yes Whoa! No! 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 You, now that, that's you, when you show remorse. That's now you're you're implicating yourself, <laughs> and you're showing no remorse. Yeah. So it's premeditated, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this was all part of the plan. Yeah. No! 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 There, there's there are laws that you have to face now because of this, and I'm really disappointed that we didn't explore something that there wasn't even just a tiny explanation, even the slightest explanation to be like, oh well, it was this kind of red tape that we couldn't cut the right. that that got him off. Uh, on in, this, in a world where we have like Deflate Gate, where there's now major investigations as to whether balls were def- <laughs> were were somewhat de- footballs, I should say, were yeah. somewhat deflated during a game. Like yeah. a major investigations yes. all over the news, dude. The, the you, steroid you, investigation, yes, for oh, baseball. There you, oh, there you go. Yeah. and we already know Drago's been drugging. Yep, um, Dr- juicing. <laughs> He's Drago. He's riding dirty. <laughs> uh, yeah, they would at least be looking at the gloves, making sure they weren't tampered with. Yes, there is that is a murder investigation. I mean, happening. there's even there's involuntary manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, he yeah. may not have meant to do it, 
but you still have to answer for the very real crime you just committed <laughs> yes. with thousands of witnesses. Oh, well, hands are tied. What can we do? Here's, here's, a, here's your passport. <laughs> like, I, I just, Enjoy I'm a, Russia. And it just, it, there's no, like, there's nothing. There's no fallout after that. It goes straight from the fight with Rocky holding uh, Apollo Creed to funeral. Yeah. Straight to funeral. Mm-hmm. And then to press conference. I'm going to fight him. What? See? What? Why are there no, you know, it. What, Joe, what is it that that uh, that oh god what's his name who did Boyhood uh, Richard Linklater Richard Linklater and he said that that's a movie about the things that happen between moments mm. mm-hmm. what this movie is missing are the things that happen between moments good point uh, you've got like in, in, in you've got your tentpole moments of the script and I write like this sometimes where I think of like great moments that I can kind of throw in and I'll write them out. But then you've got to logically link them together. How do you get from A to B? If, and if you can't do that naturally, you can't do it. Like you, you got to you got to you either adjust it or you take it out mm-hmm. and try to save it for something else. This movie is full of what like someone had like ten pull moments and God bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, uh, you're allergic to Rocky. I am. I'm allergic to bad acting. I must bless dude, you. Dude, uh, so what we're going to do is mm. we're going to take somebody who could barely speak English well anyway. <laughs> we're going to throw a mouthpiece in him. Right. And then make him say like monosyllabic lines that you won't understand. He says something to Stallone at the very end, like right before the final round. Mm-hmm. They come and they walk up to each other and they like touch gloves or whatever. And it's taken me 30 years to, to realize that he says, you're dead. Oh, I didn't catch that either. You didn't catch it? That's what he says he to Stallone. Like he just goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's got the fucking mouthpiece. And so I never understood what he was saying. And then just today I was like, oh, I think he said you're dead. And I thought to go back and watch with the captions. And that's what he says. You're dead. There are a couple of other things, speaking of that last fight, that kind of bumped me. Yeah. Uh, one is the part where, um, so now we're, I don't know, round three or something. Round three. And uh, <laughs> Rocky's finally, he's, he's got the solo eye of the tiger. Round. Yeah, he's got the solo round. He's got the eye of the tiger, uh, and he's finally taking the fight back to, 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 <laughs> uh, to I was going to call him Vigo. Vigo. <laughs> Damn it. He's dripping with Drago. Um, and uh, there's a part where he, he, you know, gets him in the, the waist and picks him up. Uh-huh. And then throws him like you know. <laughs> yes, he pile like he, he body slams so him to the mat. Watch that scene again, and then listen to the commentators because those are the most clairvoyant commentators. They're announcing what he does before he does it, like a half a second before it happens. Yes, but that's a crucial half second. Like yes, it is. He they have said, and he throws him to the ground wrestling <laughs> style. He's still mid air. Like they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so that kind of bumped me. Just delay that a little bit. Uh, the other part is the very end uh-huh. uh, after. Um, uh, sliced alone. Rocky has given his uh, his his wonderful speech that was probably written first. I can only imagine. Yeah, because it's all about. I came here <laughs> to it, and I felt like you guys didn't like me very much, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't feel too good about yous either. Yous. <laughs> meanwhile, these two guys are in here killing each other, mm-hmm. but I guess it's better that it's two men. Instead of two million. That's pretty good. I like that. But what I want to say is, <laughs> if I could change, you could change. <laughs> Everybody could change. Yeah. And I like. I think what really sells that moment though uh-huh. is the interpreter, who's like, 
Right. Like he's so excited about what Rocky Balboa has to offer. His insights, his boxer insights that like touch the heart of of Gorbachev. And he gets up and the, gives him the slow clap. The slow clap. The Gorbachev. I'm like, no, no, that is not happening. That's not happening. And also, Joel, I don't care how good of a fighter Rocky is. Yeah. The crowd isn't going to turn on Drago no, in this fight. Not in the mid '80s. Not in the Cold War. No. Not when uh, you represent everything that you know, the the the, the White Devil. Yes. That everybody hates. Uh, yeah. You you beating their their man down is not going to get them on your side. Uh huh. Did you ever read uh, while while watching this movie and researching I don't it? Read. Did you read what uh, what Stallone said? Like what he hypothesized or surmised would be the next logical step for Ivan Drago after this movie? Oh, that he uh, he gets addicted to drugs and commits suicide. Commits suicide. <laughs> yeah. Can't sequelize that. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. You you killed this man's spirit. In his shame, he yeah. he gets he gets hooked on drugs and commit suicide like that's that's terrible i mean even in in the rocky balboa movie you have uh at the very beginning of the movie uh at the very beginning of the first rocky movie uh rocky's fight i can't remember the fighter's name i think it's like kowalski or i can't remember but he's fighting this guy and he's like beating him down that actor comes back in rocky balboa no way and he's this guy that comes into the restaurant and rocky lets him eat for free and he's like, hey, he was a good fighter in his day. I like that. Hey, you know, and he always wants to, like, the, the fighter comes in, he's like, he wants to wash the dishes for Rocky. And Rocky's like, no, you come in, you eat, it's all right. He's like, no, I, you, you, you let me work. Let me work, I'll wash the dishes. Wow. Uh, and he kind of becomes like this, it's this wonderful little connection that he has with, like, a kindred spirit, like somebody that, that he kind of came up with. But, like, that is wonderful. That's a wonderful way to handle a character from, like, Rocky's past, mm -hmm. uh, an adversary that he had at one point. Apollo did the same thing. Apollo did friends. the same thing. They became friends. Drago. I mean, and maybe it's because we made it so, you know, definite with, like, he killed Apollo Creed. Yeah. There's it's, no it's reconciliation there. Yeah. But that's where this movie fails for me. Yeah, it's too black and white. It's too black and white. It's not about what's black and white. <laughs> it's about what's white and wrong. <laughs> I fucked up. I tried to. I Something tried to roll like with that. Uh, no, but there should have been some shades of gray there. It should have. 50. Maybe maybe we could have. Nah, maybe not all fifty. <laughs> maybe save a little for the sequel. <laughs> uh, but there should have been something where we kind of get a little bit of insight on the Drago character. He doesn't have to be a bad guy, and that's what that's what Rocky did well with Rocky One, even with Rocky Two, and with Rocky Balboa. That Rocky's adversaries weren't bad guys. It's just circumstances Dude, that pit them against each other. How about other. you make him like the sweep the leg Johnny character where he was he was forced into it? How about that? What about his wife, Drago's wife, who who, uh, who, who seems to be the ringleader? Who they claim was an Olympic swimmer. Mm. <laughs> she's got she's, the hair for it. She's so big. There's, I don't think she's going to be an Olympic swimmer. She's aerodynamic. I, I mean, and I don't mean like Bridget Nielsen, like this was she was pretty much kind of at the height of her hotness. Yeah. Because she was an attractive woman. Sure. She was super attractive. Uh she was she was tall, leggy, uh busty. Uh and she she was great. She was hot in that time. She had this movie, she had Cobra, and I almost I almost feel like Stallone's costume at the beginning of this movie is the same costume she wore in Cobra. Which I thought was weird. Uh, with like the hat, the sideways hat and the jacket. Uh, and then she did like she did uh, Red Sonia and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh, I forgot she's in that. Yeah. She looked fantastic. But I'm not going to buy that she's a swimmer. She's too big. Like she's just too tall. Her frame is too wide. 
I think, to be a swimmer. I might be off base here, but I just don't. I don't buy that. I don't. I don't buy that they needed to make her an Olympi- an, an Olympian. I. They didn't even really need the character at all. Really, why? Why? They can't... didn't have her originally. Oh, she oh, was written in after Stallone started seeing fucking her. her? Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Her character didn't even exist originally. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. But but I want to go back to. I feel like that we missed an opportunity. Not we, because we didn't make this movie. Uh, not yet. <laughs> but uh, there, there was an opportunity that was missed to actually explore the depths of the Drago character. And we sure. could have explored that he is simply a product of society and a product of his, uh, of his culture. And that would help us sympathize. Because wouldn't that be a lot more interesting of a movie, a lot more interesting of a journey for Stallone not only to learn something more about himself, but also to learn about this person and to actually change, to see eye to eye with someone. Mm-hmm. Someone who did something so bad that took someone away from him, but then to to come to a point where he understands this person. I know, and that's what's weird about that final speech that he gives, the one that you just so brilliantly <laughs> portrayed, um, where he's talking about change and he's like, like I didn't see any change. I don't. What? What? Uh, what made you change? Why yeah. did you change? Like there, this nothing, is this is a revenge changed. story. Yeah, it like, is. Like there's no change. There's no. You're trying to find common ground between our enemies. This was a classic. Like, and I don't know if this movie kicked it off, but we went through a good decade and a half of weird re- revenge action movies of like they stole my wife or right. they stole my daughter or they killed my best friend and now I've got to go back in one man army kill these people. This movie is exactly that. Just in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this is, and it, it lacks it, it it lacks any kind of flavor. Uh, it, it it lacks any kind of foresight and thought and yep. care. Boring. Uh, it, it's very boring. And for for a movie like this to get the kind of turnout that it did uh, to be a huge success. Yeah. Uh, for for <laughs> Stallone was asked to rate all of his movies once yeah. by Dave Attell, and he ranked this one at like seven and a half out of ten. Sure. That is grossly overestimating the power of this <laughs> yeah, film. it's got to be below five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't say that if you're Stallone, since he wrote it and directed it. I think that you could be fairly honest uh, about it, though. I don't think his ego would allow him to do that. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's, that, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got. I really don't need to go through, like, every ex- little note that I made, but. No, we get it. Uh, I, I think it was, just to, to kind of answer that, it was really just relying on our, our hatred of Russia and distrust at the time. Like, <laughs> you could, the, if that movie were made today, it would be, you know, uh, not I was going to say Al-Qaeda, but it would be ISIS. It would be, I don't even know who the leader of ISIS is, but that's what the movie would be, would be made about. Yeah. We'd kill that guy and feel good. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I do want to say that um, <laughs> I felt really bad when they started the Russian national anthem. And like I started, they raised this huge banner, and I'm like, oh, I guess fuck those people that bought those tickets because <laughs> now there's this giant banner of Drago. Got to look at the uh, the fine print on the seat to look for that obstructed view. <laughs> because great. they did, they raised this banner up. I'm like, oh, uh, are they going to lower that? Because that's kind of in the way. That I found that frustrating because we'd already sat through an, uh, an hour's worth of entire songs. Like uh-huh. you get the entire. We haven't even talked about the James Brown "Living in America" song oh, that yeah. was rolled out. For that. I didn't realize that was original. To this movie, like this was part of the living soundtrack. in America was original for this and movie. It became a hit because of this movie. Oh it was wow! On the soundtrack, um, we, well, we see James Brown sing that song in its entirety. The we get the um, soul. what's the other? What's the song? The big one. There's, There's a no lot of easy way out by Robert Tepper. We hear that in. Uh, There's what's the John Cafferty in, one? Oh, that's Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire. We hear that in that's its entirety. This music by Vince DiCola. Yes, John Cafferty. Not only do we hear that in its entirety during the second training montage. 
It's also the end credit music. Rolls in the credits. That's also a montage. <laughs> yes. I know. Uh, we've got the uh, In the Burning Heart by Survivor. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't do I. Well, we did I Have the I Tiger was... at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So that was the montage, like the end of Rocky Three montage. Uh, so we had Eye of the Tiger. We've got, <laughs> we've got uh, Living in America. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, No Easy Way Out. No There's way out. A, oh God, dude, I can't even begin. Right. There's a shit ton of musical interludes and montages, and it's just ridiculous. And finally, we end with the Soviet national anthem in its entirety as yeah. well. It's yes. like, can we just play? No, not play another song that isn't here, even please. Where it ends? Then we've got the fight montage. With the music by Vince oh, DiCola as, that the, is as the round that? numbers are going of by course. and we see people getting hit. Of course. Yeah, dude. They're so fucking... They're, they're seriously like... They must have shot this movie. You keep talking about how like, well, production halted for eight days. Production halted for four. Uh, why? It, it, it had to have only taken them like two days to film this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not a lot of substance. <laughs> no, there. there isn't. Not at all. And it's frustrating because the things that you outlined earlier, like it could have had substance. We could have seen some of these scenes. Yes. We could have fleshed it out a little bit. Uh-huh. Um... The, the the bones were there, uh-huh. but uh, just missed opportunity. Well, and you, you could say the bones were there, but basically the uh, the framework that was in place here mm-hmm. was the framework from the last three Rocky movies. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, retreading water. Yeah, and, and, and literally retreading water. <laughs> Rocky and Apollo in the water on the beach. <laughs> uh, so if your father is boxing in a match on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and he wins, and he gets on the mic, and you're watching him with your two buddies and your robot babysitter. Right. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, Me, gives, this, gives this really clumsy speech about changing. And then like says, and to my boy, who should be home sleeping right now, I love you. Would would you like just take that and like kind of keep it inside and like when Absolutely. he when he comes home then like tell him how you feel and like you know let him kind of give him a post mortem on how everything well too soon post mortem <laughs> uh, but give him a post game on like how how it went down and man you were awesome dad or would you uncomfortably mouth I love you back <laughs> to the TV uh, in front of your friends uh, none of the above <laughs> but uh, yeah definitely not going to be showing my hand in front of my two uh, what are they like nine years old and two? he was like what do you think we are nerds <laughs> that poor kid that was so uncomfortable yeah. how many different actors have played that role now um, four okay, so you had the infant that played mm-hmm. that played him in Rocky 2 mm-hmm. when right. he was born uh, and then you had the young the young boy that played him in 3 then this kid that played him in four, and then, and then Sage Stallone, Stallone's actual son, oh. who passed away a few years back, mm-hmm. uh, who played him in five. Oh, I didn't know that. And then Milo Ventimiglia mm-hmm. played him in Rocky Balboa. Oh, I'm so glad you pronounced that guy's name because I was not going to be able to get it. <laughs> the guy from and Heroes. He did, he did a good job. He was. I really love that good actor. That He's great. He was really good. He's Jesse from Gilmore from Girls. From Gilmore Girls, I know. And from Heroes. <laughs> and they say that a hero could save us. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Do you have any other notes on this? No, movie? that's it. Okay, what did Rocky Four do right, Joel? I kind of like the theme. I like or, or <laughs> the theme, like <laughs> the theme which song. song which song? <laughs> no, uh, the There's no easy way out. <laughs> the, not, not that one. Have you not ever watched one. the actual music video for that song? I think I just did. In that isn't film. that isn't the uh, the car drive. No, there's a music. I posted it on my Facebook wall. Oh, I'll have uh, to see it. there's it's this guy named Robert Tepper. Mm-hmm. The best way I could describe watching this music video, it's like seeing through the eyes of a rape victim. Oh my god! Like that—that that is what. What does that look, even mean? It's not a rape joke. It's a Robert Tepper joke. Oh Jesus! It's, but 
you need to watch this video okay. because it's terrifying. All right. Yeah. I'm terrified by that description. We'll do that. That's that's on the agenda. After we finish here, we'll watch <laughs> okay. that and we'll watch the Super Friends thing. So yes. you liked the theme of this movie. I liked, I liked the one of theme of, no, not even that one. I liked the idea, and it's that one montage where we're seeing Drago work out. And <laughs> the he's, the he's, one. He's got the, well, this specific one. But it's all about, like, you know, doing it the old fashioned way and just using your surroundings, and that's in you know, the more thorough workout. Uh-huh. And all, you know, all you need is heart and, and, a, and a mountain to climb. And, and, and a no quit attitude. That's right. Hey, what was he accomplishing when everybody was sitting in the cart and then he just lifted the, the, the handles up? Like what? Uh, what? What exercises? What that? was what, he? What, what muscles is he? Uh, what resistance was he working against? Oh yeah, everybody's that's right, in the, a, everybody's a, in the car. It's a fulcrum. It's a fulcrum. It's a good point. That was the easiest of the one. I think that had to do no more easy to, way out, Joel. Ma- <laughs> they were trying to match cut uh, what Drago was doing it, with, it, with a similar like, machine. But yeah, every summer, time, even when I was a kid and I watched, it, I was like, "Why is that hard for him?" <laughs> to it's do? not. I could do that. That's right. <laughs> that's why you got like ninety year old uh, or ninety year old ninety pound you know Asians pulling rickshaws. That's right. With fat Americans on the back of them. They can do it because right. of physics. Uh, but and I, those people are really good at physics. I like the idea that the, you know they're kind of contrasting, you know, the the made in the lab Drago. Yeah. You know, here's everything that science and man can can muster. Yeah. But it's not enough. Uh, it, you still got to have the heart behind it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Heart on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's all I liked about this. So what did Rocky Four do right? Um, wow. That's the, this tough. Really, it's really tough. I th- I think the some of the boxing sequences were really good. I was just about to ask because I'm not a huge boxing fan, uh-huh. so I don't. And having not seen Joel, all you'll the never movies, see an actual boxing match that plays out like in a Rocky movie. You'll, oh, of course, you'll not. never see a boxing match he gets like that in real pummeled. life. Pummeled. They both get pummeled, but you know, and they talk about this in professional wrestling about how the match has to tell a story, mm-hmm. and he does do a good job with that in every one of his Rocky movies. The boxing matches, like. He tells a story with those matches, and he does a good job with that. Even as bad as this movie is, there's a point in the match where, like, I get goosebumps because, like, you know, Rocky comes back. There's just something about the way that these Rocky movies tell that story yeah. in that final that final match, even in the first Rocky where he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. But it's still like, whoa, like, you get that rush. You're like, man, but he faced it head on. You know, he stood toe-to-toe, and it came down to a decision. And, like, like that's awesome. And so that's what I think this movie did right, that he still had that spirit. There's still that, that that little sparkle of what we loved about Rocky was still there, and it was in the boxing match. Unfortunately, we had to go through an hour of movie, yeah. well, an hour of music montages <laughs> before we got to that point. Yeah, agreed. What did uh, Rocky Four do wrong? Well, the music videos that you just <laughs> mentioned, and specifically the one where we're, we're recapping things that we just saw 15 minutes ago. Like, yes. it's kind of odd to, like, do a flashback to, I'm like... We just saw the scene. Uh, That's cheating, guys. I, I like that in the course of this music montage, mm-hmm. we actually see Adrian like at the stairs still, and she turns and walks away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that moment too. <laughs> I like to read that as like Italia Shire just got bored. She's and like, was like, how many how many more seconds do I have to stand I can, here? I can leave now, right? <laughs> I, I'll see you guys in Wyoming. The editors probably were just like calling any film, you know. <laughs> <laughs> takes when the, the actors didn't know they were rolling. <laughs> yes. That one where Stallone's to... looking into the camera. We were really just doing a critical focus, but use it anyway because use, that's all we have. They use footage from like the godfather of Talia Shire just because <laughs> they couldn't get... I will say this, though. like There is something about that montage that makes me... <laughs> and it's not the effect they were going for, but that montage makes me uh, appreciate and love the original Rocky movie more 
It like it, it it reminds me how much better that movie is than the rest of yeah, these. Yeah, that's probably not what you want to do in this. <laughs> no, film. because whenever I see like they they go back to the scenes from Rocky One where Rocky's you know walking alone down the road because he's still like that the bruiser picking up money for low t- low uh, low level mobsters and uh, and when he and Adrian first hook up and like you know where he's fighting with Mickey. Yeah, like that shit makes me. I'm like oh. I should be watching the original Rocky right now. It was now. nice to see Mickey again. He sorely missed in this. When did they yes. kill him off? They in killed the him off one? in Rocky Three. It was the yeah. third one. Yeah, I after missed. it was the first match between Rocky. It was it was Balboa Lang one, mm. and uh, and Rocky got distracted because Mick ha- was having a heart attack in, uh. the, in the in the corner, and that's how Clubber Lang beat him. Mm. And then he lost his his nerve, and that's when Apollo decided to train him and teach him how to be black. <laughs> no, dude, that's exact. That is what happens in that movie. I have to see it now. You. you, you I don't know. I have to. Well, but, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> as to intrigued. what I'm missing. Maybe we should we should marathon the Rocky films. They're as well. all on Netflix, with the exception of the latest one. Yeah, Rocky I've Balboa, noticed. which you should own anyway. I mean, this is fantastic. Well, uh, you own it, so I don't have to. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> one right. of my prized possessions is a, I have a signed uh, a DVD that Stallone signed when no he was way. in town. When did yeah. you? Oh, at the, radio, at the station? radio station. Nice. What yeah. was he promoting? This he, movie? He was no, no, no. Uh, I think he was promoting Judge Dredd. I think he was promoting Rocky Balboa. Oh, interesting. When Rocky Balboa was coming out, he came out and he did uh, he did some phoners and some interviews nice. and came in the studio. What was your impression? And I, he was great. He didn't ask uh, you. Oh to no, work. my oh, oh. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> not, not that impression. <laughs> but he didn't tell you to work the shaft. And, no, uh, no, no, he was. Uh, it was really funny. I gave him this DVD because I had the Rocky box set or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've only from that box set. I've only kept two movies, mm-hmm. and it's because they're autographed. He doesn't need. Uh, I have Rocky one mm-hmm. that's autographed by him. That's fantastic. And he, and he looks at it and he's like, "Oh man, that was a long time ago." And he was very like self-conscious about his image like really? kind of how i feel like he was very self-conscious about his image and you know he talked about that when he was talking about making uh, uh rocky balboa that hmm. that was a tough thing for him to go back and you know now i'm, I'm taking my shirt off and i, huh. I don't look like how i did back then yeah. he, you know i don't look like how i did t- 15 years ago uh but it was pretty impressive like he's he's a real down-to-earth guy very humble too about his success huh good uh so that was one of those situations where it's like i wasn't regretful that i got to meet one of my heroes uh, and then Rocky Three is autographed by Hulk Hogan because <laughs> because he plays a small role in Rocky yeah. Three Thunderlips. Um, is that his character's name? Yeah, Thunderlips. Hmm. So what? Okay, so you said that it was the music montages. Yeah. Um, and then I totally cut you. Well, off it was specifically talking. like calling back to clips that you yeah. just showed in the previous scene. Yeah, you don't. You it's don't. Cheating. You don't have to do that. In fact, we talked about this on the Sixteen Candles uh, podcast last week. That one of the weaknesses of that movie was. Molly Ringwald telling us what just happened Announcing. like two minutes ago. Yeah. Dude, she was doing something at the Eisman this past weekend. She There's a whole, because it's a, it was a, it's a breakfast club. They're doing a screening of that, too. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that might be tonight, actually. Is it tonight? It. She's been in town for like the whole week. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the other we one should was. We should have gotten her on. <laughs> <laughs> too late? We'll be like... She could use a buck, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, it's not like Gem and the Holograms. I was going to say, well. she was in Gem and the Holograms. Been pulled from theaters now. Uh, okay, what I thought Rocky Four did wrong, yes, please, uh, is it, it, it went, it, it set its sights too high by giving us no content at all. Yeah. Like, it tried to tackle something that was too big, that, did, that they didn't need to. Not with this. You know, you don't tackle, you know, the Cold War with Rocky. You do that with Rambo, but you don't do that with Rocky. 
take Rocky back, you know, because you just did this whole thing with Clubber Lang, and you played, for the first time in this franchise, you played off of pop culture. You suddenly had Mr. T, because he was a hot name. He was on the A-team, and he was, you know, doing wrestling stuff. And, you know, it, you, you played into what the audience, what you thought the audience wanted to see, instead of staying true to the art and to the characters. And then from that... You, you just fucking jumped the damn shark. <laughs> and that's what this movie was. Um, and it, so if I have to narrow it down, <laughs> Stallone writing and directing this movie. Yeah. That was, and the thing is, he directed, he wrote and directed Rocky Balboa, which I think is fucking amazing. It's a, a, a far superior film to this. Uh, and, and just a really great film on its own, by its own merit. Learned from his mistakes. Uh, he then. did. He absolutely did. But yeah. Letting letting Stallone have the reins to this, especially when the franchise got as hot as it was, mm-hmm. it was a big mistake. It turns and out directing is hard. It, what it, do you know? Yeah, and it got away from him. Obviously, it got away from him. And for the director slash star to suffer the injuries that he did, that showed that he was careless not only in his approach to the writing and directing of this movie, right. but also to the safety and acting, uh, uh, and not just his own safety, but everybody else's. Right. You know, this is somebody's livelihood, and you're putting that on the line because you just want to make it look real. Yeah. Dude, that that's careless, and it shines through in almost every corner of this film, except for the fight sequences. Ironically, that you know tell the story, and that's really great. But no, this whole film lacks, and it's because he wasn't ready to helm a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So if we were going to remake Rocky Four, <laughs> we just skip over one, two, and three. <laughs> if we were going to remake Rocky Four, how would we do that, Joel? I have six recast here. Let me see what I've got. Uh, Probably enough to ping pong if. Uh... You don't have a theme going along. I've got eight. Oh, interesting. I think, yeah, All eight right. and a director. Uh, you want to start with one, and maybe I'll, I'll do mine if I recast that same person? Sure. Uh, I'm going to start with the character of Nikolai Koloff. I'd see, I did not do The, the old Russian man that, mm-hmm. that runs around with, uh, with uh, Ivan Drago and his wife Ludmilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I went with Martin Sokas. Who is he? He is the guy that was in Lord of the Rings. That's all... Tell me, where is Gandalf, for I much desire to speak with him. Look up that YouTube uh, <laughs> remix. They take the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> to Isengard. The hobbits, the hobbits. Hold on real quick. Um, I will do a last-minute recast. How about if I... I don't know how old this guy is now, but what if Yakov Smirnov were the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, throughout the entire movie, he's like, in what, Russia? A, what the country? <laughs> in Russia, <laughs> Drago found you. There you go. Uh, so yeah, Martin Sokas, I think he'd be really good. He's about 49 years old right mm, now. He kind of looks so like that guy. So he kind of fits. Uh, I, I tried to make sure that everyone in my movie was age appropriate. Nice. Yeah. Did okay. you do uh, Drago's wife? I did do. Mrs. Lu- Drago? Ludmilla. Yes. I did. Uh, I cast Adrian Palicki because she is 5'11". Let's see. And I wanted to make sure I cast someone who fit uh, the height. Yeah, tall drink of water. Yeah. What, what do I know her from? She I know was, the name. She was in, uh, the, she originally started in Supernatural. Uh, she's in Friday Night Lights. And oh, yeah. She was in the second G.I. Joe movie. Mm, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's adorable. She's gorgeous. I like that. She oh, she's that. also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. I think she's Mockingbird. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that <laughs> one like, fell flat. I was like, well, well wait, is it in the Hunger Games? I'm getting no, no, my, no, no, my no. properties confused. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I have is Duke. I got I recast Duke yeah. as uh, Ving Rhames. Because uh, he could f- kind of fit that role. That's He's, not bad. All he has to do is yell, uh, no pain, <laughs> 50 times. No pain. <laughs> Wear a Band-Aid on the back of his head, maybe. <laughs> it's pride fucking with you, bro. <laughs> uh, I uh, I cast Denzel Washington hey, in Hey, nicely done. Yes, Denzel. We didn't land on Russia. Russia, Russia landed, landed on us. us. Uh, what about Adrian? Got to do Adrian, right? Yeah. 
wow, you're going over like Polly and okay. well, okay, well, let's do them. I didn't necessarily have it in. in well, let's do Polly. Let's do Polly. Uh, Start it low. Okay, go ahead. Go who did you cast for Polly? Uh, I did another Paul. I did Paul Giamatti. That's not bad. Yeah, uh, that's really good. I kind of struggled with this one, mm-hmm. and then eventually went with Josh Gad. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Well, no, not really, because Paulie's yeah, about, he's, he's a contemporary. He's, well, he's he's the same age as Rocky, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that's what I tried to do with this. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so you got a young Rocky then. Kind yeah, of yeah. I, I, I skewed a little bit younger. All right. Well, yeah, if you want to sequelize it, you kind of have to. Uh, so I did Paul G- Giamatti there. Um, you, we could do Apollo next. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Uh, I went with... Jamie Foxx. She oh, gives me money. Nice. That's good. And didn't he play a boxer? In, I, I'm seeing him with his shirt off. <laughs> you his, his pecs glistening <laughs> in the Willie, sun. Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. <laughs> no, what, what was he in? He may have been a boxer. I Maybe think he may have been a boxer. Okay. Uh, I went to Idris Elba. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. Right? He'd be wow, good at Apollo Creed. What a racist no, approach No, to I mean, like, he's, okay, he's got the look, but also I, I he's feel- He's got the look. He could be- Hey, he, what do you think about him being the next Bond? Uh, They've been rumoring that for, like, years now. I don't think that's going to happen. No? I- It would- Listen, I'm all about, like, you don't have that to base. have the same color. I'm <laughs> second time, <laughs> damn it. Um, it, it doesn't have to be the same color. It's fine. I don't mind you, you know, messing with a, with a character if you want to mix it up. They did it with Spider-Man, right? And the yeah. black Spider-Man coming Speed up. Speed him in. Um, but there, at a certain point, it seems like mu- in, much in the comics, much yeah. in the same There's way. Black Spider-Man, yes, the kid thank that you. they cast for Civil War is not not in the movies, no. Um, but in uh, <laughs> I thought that maybe you were looking it up. I was like, <laughs> no, sir. No, we know that guy. What's that guy's name? Who's actually going to be? Hey, in the we movies? don't know him. Do you know him? No, I don't, I don't know. Him, but I'm saying the name is out biblically. there. It's been <laughs> yet day still young. <laughs> Bruh. But it, 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 at a certain point, like. If you're just doing it to do it, like to show, oh, you know, we, we can we can do whatever we want. We're going to go counterculture. Then it, it if it's not serving the character of uh-huh. the story, then it becomes distracting. I kind of feel that way about the Ghostbusters, too. Yeah. That they're intentionally, look, well, they, know, this isn't your dad's Ghostbusters. Ma- your mom's see, Ghostbusters. The thing is, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I've got, I'm kind of split on that. Like, I feel like you're make, taking the approach of, guys, we're doing an all-females Ghostbusters. Like, I feel like that's the wrong approach. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I feel saying. like just get the best performers, like find a good group of performers, men and women, whoever it happens to be. Now, if this happens to be like the best performers for the roles were women, yeah. awesome. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, I, I I feel like you're going into it almost deliberately trying to make people feel alienated when thing. you say it's going to be, and, I, and this might be an unpopular opinion with people, uh, and I, you know... I, who knows? Someone might get pissed off by hearing this, but that's just how I feel. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that no. I don't think that all of the Ghostbusters being cast as women is a bad thing. However, what I'm saying is I think it's a bad thing to go into it with, you know, with already in mind that like, no, it's gonna be all women playing these roles. Uh, and, and for anything, I don't think it's the right idea to go into a movie saying it's all men. It has to be all men no, playing right. this. Yeah. You know, it, I think it works both ways. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way when it comes to that Ghostbusters. Yeah. And so that's that's how I feel about Idris Elba being James Bond. Could yeah. he? Yes. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, but why are we doing it? Yeah. Is it it's, is it because he's the best person Around. for the role, or is it just because it's... All right, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, next. <laughs> Adrian. Can we do Adrian now? If you want to. Sure. I want to do Adrian. I want to do Amanda Peet as my Adrian, because yeah. I love her. Uh, I've loved her ever since Saving Silverman? Saw her in. Was it Saving Silverman? Uh, that was the first time it. I think I'd seen, ever, I'd, I'd seen Amanda Peet. She's great in The Way, Way Back. Uh, oh, she's I great love in that, that movie. God, I love that 
that Aaron Sorkin so show, the, the, the much Sports more lines. No, no. It was uh, the oh, Studio the 60 on the Sunset Strip. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. That didn't With, even make it one season. Wilford, uh, uh, Wilford Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Who's got the beatus? <laughs> Studio um, 60. That's a horrible, ill-conceived show. Um, it was rough. There was that one episode of the when, they went, when they went and saw like the, the stand-up comedian. And I was like, oh, we're making a social statement here. We're making a statement. Oh, that's what he this. does. Of course, it was just so sloppy, though. Yeah, and that's you know a good what? I think I think series. part of the part of your problem is I think Matthew Perry is a death sentence for anything that wasn't Friends. <laughs> oh, tell me I'm wrong. Seventeen again? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> or but TV? What, what about the neighbors? TV? Didn't he do the neighbor? TV? The neighbor? TV? Well, when it's shown in cable? TV? <laughs> on TBS? It'll be TV on TV series. Well, that's the only other thing he did, didn't he? No, he no. had that other show he where he was like a private he eye. Was, he had that show where he was a private eye. He had that show where he was uh, a, a sports uh, columnist that was uh, that had an addiction, so yeah. he, he went to AA meetings or whatever. Yeah, no, You could say a, that about all of the Friends actors, though, that they were never able to recreate success on TV. Lisa Kudrow. On TV. The comeback on HBO. Uh, yeah, is that still yeah. on, though? I don't know if it's still on, I but know I know it, it, made it. it had some critical success. People did like it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but Matt LeBlanc did not. Matt LeBlanc did not. No. Did he? Wait, he remember? Episodes. Remember? He had, yeah. On yeah. Y- yes. That's now, right. but before that was the Friends spinoff <laughs> Joey. That's right. Oh, with Drea DeMatteo. Yeah, who I love. Forgot but, uh, about that. It did not make it a season Holy either. Holy shit! So yeah, Amanda Pete was my Adrian. What about you? My Adrian is Adrian. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh huh. Oh, I can't wait to see who you pair up with with Rocky then. I yeah. If well, we still have to do Drago. We do have to do Drago. I will do him right now uh, because you need a tall, white, Aryan race-looking, muscular guy, uh-huh. um, which is hard to Google, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but when I did, I came up with John Cena. Cena. John Cena. Cena. Kind of looks the part. I don't know if he can do a Russian accent, but it doesn't matter. We can get Yakov Shmirnov right to now. dub his lines. I can hear Sarah in my head mm-hmm. singing John Cena sucks, <laughs> and that delights me. Uh, all right. I went with Tom Hardy. Okay. We go with his that physicality from The Dark Knight Rises yeah. as, Bane, as Bane and, you know, fighting. <laughs> That'd be great if Maybe we... not his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I will break I you. I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> you have my permission to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, but, no, I went with Tom Hardy, all you right. know, based on that physicality and, um, you know, obviously with Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Like, just that guy, that guy has won me the fuck over. Uh, in spades. It took that long? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. won me over well, with Inception. Well, he did. Well, no, Inception, I liked him in. And then we had, uh, there was a movie he did with Joel Edgerton uh, called, was it Gladiator? Mm. Or The Gladiator or something. It was about these two brothers. Or were they brothers? I can't, God, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but there were two UFC fighters. I okay. think they were brothers. Oh, but they yeah. were, they were, they ended up becoming, they were uh, UFC fighters and they ended up having to fight each other. Uh, and ooh. holy shit, was that movie fantastic. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It was really good. Check them out. Uh, and he was, he was great in that. Uh, and then he lost me in The Dark Knight Rises. I was no, like, that's what? not his fault. That though. movie's a piece of shit. But it, it was is. just, you know, he became his the joke. His face was obstructed. He became the joke of that movie, though. Whether his face was obstructed or not, his weird Connery voice was. <laughs> yeah. It became the butt of that joke. Uh, uh, and so then, and then Fury Road, man. He just he got me back with that one. Mm-hmm. All right, so that leaves us with Rocky Balboa, the yeah. Italian stallion. Right. Uh, I cast Chris Evans, Ooh. who's actually got Italian roots. 
Does he really? He does have Italian roots, yeah. not like Italian at all. Yeah, but and man. he's 34, just like Josh Gad, 34, so Whoa. the same age. Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, a little bit younger, at 31. All right, I like that, though. Yeah, you got Apollo Creed, played by Jamie Foxx, who's 47 years old. Interesting. Uh, Ivan Drago, 38, so he's younger than Apollo, but kind of the contemporary yeah, for works, Rocky. Yeah, works, uh, Ludmilla, who's 32. Uh, Adrian Palicki, 32. Denzel Washington, 60. Why not Duke? Duke would have to be 60 if he trained Apollo yep. when he was a kid. That's true. And uh, obviously Martin Sokas, 49. My director, Ooh. Antoine Fuqua, Ooh, interesting. who's worked with Denzel Fruitvale. Washington. Wait, did, did he do Fruitvale no, Station? No, he didn't do Fruitvale Station. What's the, what, what did he do most recently? He did uh, Training Day. No, no. <laughs> he, yeah, he's had a recent one, and it's also critically acclaimed. I can't recall what it was. Damn oh, it. he did. Uh, he, something just came out. He did The Fighter. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That was David O. Russell. He did. Um, was it Warrior? He did. Uh, no. God damn it. Fucking. What was it? Was it. Uh, it was. Well, look at it. It was the fucking. Uh, the, 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 it was another boxing movie. God damn it! Why can't I remember it? <laughs> oh, Southpaw. 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 Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's what Jake, that's what it with was. With Jake Gyllenhaal, Thank he you. did that. I knew he had done a, a, a fighting yeah. movie. In fact, I made the joke. I was like, "It's like Rocky, but rated R." <laughs> yeah, surprising that this movie is, and that most of them have been rated PG or yeah. PG thirteen. Yeah, because boxing is a violent sport. There's a lot of blood in these movies. Yes. Um, well, who's your, uh, who's your rock? I, I had trouble with this one because you could have gone in a number of different ways. I actually started thinking about Jake Gyllenhaal just because of the way he's built. He's really buffed up recently. Yeah. They already did that boxing movie. And and he was the Prince of Persia. And then I thought, uh, what are some other... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, looking great with his shirt off there, wearing that Aladdin vest. Uh, but I but I nixed that, and I was like, ah, what about what, what are some other Italians who are built? What about the situation from MTV? No, 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 don't want to do that. Remember <laughs> Jersey Shore? Uh, and then I was thinking, what about Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel could kind of do it. He already has the voice. He kind of sounds like Sloan. But I tell you, I... Superman. I le- oh! I saw that. I went and Did saw you go? It. It, was, it was a last minute impulse buy. Oh, man. I forgot they were doing it. I, I got wanted, an email. I wanted to go, and I was like, man, wait, there's no way I can we're get We're talking out. about the Iron Giant now. Quick yeah. little aside. So they added a scene in, in that movie. Do you know that? No. A scene that was not in the original, and I can see why they didn't, um, just from a production standpoint, because it, there's like some. it looked like it would have been an expensive shot to do, especially when your animation studio was going under wow. in 1998. But it's a uh, it, it doesn't really spoil anything, and I think you'll appreciate it when you see it, but it's a dream sequence oh. that the Iron Giant has where you kind of get a little more background into what he is and where he came oh, from. Oh, wow. And it's nicely done. Um, oh, man. And when it comes out in Blu-ray, I think in January or February. God, it won't be soon enough. No, I we'll love that movie but, so uh, much. Yeah, it's great. And, man, it holds up. God damn it, did I cry like a little baby at the end. Yeah, I took Sarah to see that like about a year ago. We went and saw that, and yep, took I was in tears. I was in tears by the end of that movie yeah. every time. We were we were reaching for the napkins to yeah. use as Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew there was going to be a sex joke in there. But finally, I didn't do Vin Diesel. I settled on the aforementioned Matt LeBlanc as oh my, my Rocky, God. the Italian stallion. Because uh, he's he's kind of built. He's about the age now. He's an aging boxer. Doing? He already sounds like Rocky, yeah. and he's and he's Italian as well. Mm-hmm. I could see him doing that. There we go. Yeah. If you've got any idea, oh, who's your director? My director, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> this seems like so the type of movie he billion, could do. Million dollar baby mm-hmm. coming back. So Matt LeBlanc going to get like paralyzed. <laughs> in the course of this movie. Wow, I was going to take it dark like that, but you could, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've got any thoughts about Rocky IV, uh, things that we didn't touch on, uh, things that you've been screaming at the podcast screen that, you know, hoping <laughs> that somehow you would get us mentally <laughs> after the Southpaw. fact. It was Southpaw, Anton Fuqua did Southpaw. <laughs> uh, and if it isn't about Southpaw being Anton Fuqua because Jeff beat you to it. 
you could always write us, uh, like I said earlier, uh, on our Facebook page, just in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us, and that's where you could talk back to us, not only telling us about, you know, what you thought about our recastings or the movie, uh, but also if you have a film that you'd like us to talk about, you can give us your suggestions there, or also uh, on our Twitter, right? Sure, Joel? yeah, yeah, tweet us at at the editing bay. I don't know why I said that twice. That's weird that you have to say the at at the beginning of it. So it's like at, at. tweet at at Walker <laughs> 95. <laughs> at the editing bay. You can also go to our website, which is editingbay.com. Uh, hasn't changed much recently, but it will. Oh, we're coming up at the end of the year. we got the Eddie Awards right around the yeah, corner. We're going to be bringing those back that. again. It's the holiday season. All-star gala event. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, we're we gonna we're we gonna hear some familiar voices again this year, perhaps. That, maybe it'll be a, an extravaganza, <laughs> as they say. So uh, you can find out about that when that plops on editingbay.com. We also have uh, uh, a little merch tab there where you can still buy T-shirts, support the show. Had another uh, another person purchase one that Holy was crap. not my brother this oh time. Oh my god! How about that? So thanks for supporting. Thanks, Joel's dad. <laughs> I know it's gonna be all my immediate family. <laughs> Uh, and also, uh, what do we have? We have the archived uh, shows there. We have That's pictures right. from our live show. And uh, just links back to all of our social medias. Yes. So uh, editingbay.com is the website. Uh, if you get our podcast on your Apple device, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review. All you got to do is go to your podcasting application uh, and go to the Editing Bay. You can look up Next Wave Radio in the search bar. That'll bring up all of our Next Wave shows. But then tap on the Editing Bay. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you like about the show, uh, what you enjoy, and you know, recommend us to your friends so that way they can listen and uh, give us a rating and a review as well. When you're done with that, go ahead and go to our other Next Wave Radio shows uh, like MVP with mm-hmm. Danny and Matthew where they talk about sports and sports entertainment. And in fact, uh, they have kicked off a little thing that we're doing with Rabble.tv where they did uh, the Sunday night football game. They did, a, well, the first half before they lost power. Uh, no. Where, yeah, some power kicked them off the network. And uh. so could, they had a hard time getting connections, so they just thought, you know what, we'll just leave it at that. But basically, if you don't want to listen to Al Michaels and uh, Chris Collinsworth call Who the wouldn't? game, you can go to Rabble TV and look up the, uh, not the editing bay, MVP, <laughs> MVP Next Wave, and uh, and listen to them call the game. And uh, and that is super fun. In fact, uh, <laughs> I, they showed fun. they sh- super fun. They showed um, a commercial for like one of those Broadway shows and stuff happening again. Uh, you know how they did like the Sound of Music yeah. and Peter Pan. Well, now they're doing The Wiz. I heard about that. Who's the big name in this one? Uh, Queen Latifah plays. No, the who's the Wiz. big name? No, in she's this big. One. She's pretty big. <laughs> Common plays the Tin Man. Fat jokes are funny. David Allen Greer's the Lion. <laughs> oh no way! Oh yeah, because he did that on, stage, on Broadway, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I thought maybe we could do that. No, do a little while live. That's, while that's happening, people can listen to us live, give our opinions, and tear into it. What better way? Oh, you tear into it. What if it's what if it's fantastic? So when we tear into it, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. just make sure you're listening. We're going to be doing that with Rabble TV. If you want, get prepared for it. Uh, set up your account on rabbletv.com or rabble.tv yeah. or the Rabble TV app. And, uh, and make sure you're following MVP Next Wave because they're going to be doing a, a live play-by-play for Survivor Series coming up this Sunday. Hmm. Uh, you've also got My Comic Life yeah. with uh, Jeff and Sam. And this week they're going to be talking about the comics that have come out this week. Right, Jeff? Isn't that- <laughs> <laughs> and their lives and how it pertains. <laughs> Do you have anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Uh, yes, uh, Birthright. Starts a new story arc this week. Nice. Hey, didn't they announce now they're going to be doing New Wolverine? Yeah. 
but it's it's <laughs> it's a female Wolverine. Oh, I did hear about yeah. that. See, that's I'm, like the black James Bond. No, but this is kind of exciting because I think it's X twenty three like they, taking they, up the mantle. They, they've already mm. done it. Like Thor is now. A female yep, she's yeah. female too. Yeah. We had uh, Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Spider Gwen, Spider Woman number one. I believe is coming out very soon. So and she's pregnant on the cover. There so. you go. Exciting talk like oh, that. Oh, little baby is she, is she bent over like that one comic book cover? Oh, <laughs> it, oh it was my like god, the, with the ass in the air. Yeah, the ass in the air. It but now the, she's pregnant. Umbilical Maybe cord. she's just birth and she's just giving birth <laughs> on the cover. It's flying behind her. And it's like instead of umbilical cord, it's webbing. I was gonna say, what if it's a web? Brandon, Brandon. Hopefully she doesn't get like crushed, or else a bunch of little baby spider people will come up. Oh, that brings me scatter. joy. Uh, that uh, all right, <laughs> leave them a rating and review as well. If you don't have us on an Apple device, if you have an Android, you could still access us on the iTunes library by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. I think that covers everything except what are we doing next week, Joel? Well, as we mentioned earlier, I've been I've had the good fortune of being able to pick all of the uh, all the big releases, the big holiday uh, movies, and so next week is no different. Thanksgiving week um, can't miss an opportunity to do a Thanksgiving themed movie and since we've already done Thanksgiving uh-huh. and Thanksgiving 3 which took the place of Thanksgiving 2 thank Christ there's no more of those movies thank Christ <laughs> but thank killing oh I see what you did there yeah uh, it was so bad. So the, when, you, when you think Thanksgiving movies, you know, the one that pops to mind, of course, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes, sir. One. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's beloved. Uh, I don't, we just did a Scott Pilgrim episode where we were effusive about that film. God, we can't do another one of those. I love that movie. So uh, I'm going to choose another Thanksgiving-themed movie that's uh, not as beloved. And uh, I haven't seen it. I'd be curious as to whether or not you have seen Dutch, starring Ed O'Neill. Yes, I have. Ah, well, I have not. Love it. Do you really? Yes, I do. You are in the minority. It is a like two point something. Really? Uh, oh, I love the hell out of that movie. Well, we'll see what my thoughts are. Maybe I'll agree with you. Maybe I won't. Probably oh, not. Wow, that's a teaser. Yeah, it's Ed O'Neill. <laughs> and that was, was that's on uh, and Ethan Embry before he went with yes. the last name Embry. What, what is the story behind that? I don't know. Interesting. He just <laughs> likes alliteration. Good, that was a good question. Uh, <laughs> a horrible answer. And I think that's on Netflix. It is on Netflix, which yeah. is another reason why I've chosen that's it. That's fantastic. I already paid three ninety nine to watch uh, 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 <laughs> pretty, uh, 16 Candles. I was going to call it Pretty in Pink. 16 Candles. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Check us out next Dutch. week. We're going to be talking about Dutch for Thanksgiving. And uh, and we are thankful for you, Aww. our lovely Editing Bay listeners. Joel, I'm thankful for you. Oh, I'm thankful for you as well. Jeff, I'm thankful for you. And uh, we will catch you next week. See you later. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.